This episode of Locked On Blue Jays is brought to you by Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that can last a lifetime, be it sports, concerts, theater, whatever you want, you can find it on the Vivid Seats app. And with that app, you can get instant access to Vivid Seats rewards that will get you up to a 16% credit on any purchase you make through the Vivid Seats app. So just go to the App Store or Google Play, download that app, you're automatically enrolled in the rewards program, you get credits on all your purchases, and they're backed by a 100% guarantee. So get Vivid Seats and make memories that will last a lifetime. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of GSFromTheCouch.com. And just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Vivid Seats, much like the postseason. So check out Vivid Seats today. Uh, that was a game. I don't know if y'all were watching, but I was. Um, we're going to talk about that for a little bit. We, we are going to talk about the Blue Jays, of course, because this is locked on Blue Jays. It's not locked on Brewers. Thankfully, because then I don't have to talk about Josh Hader, because I am a hater, hater. But no, I I do want to touch on a couple things from the last series that that the Blue Jays had against the Rays that I didn't really get a chance to talk about on Monday's episode because we were busy handing out the report cards. So, uh, it's going to deal with Justin Smoke. So. Just a heads up there. Probably going to deal with Teoscar Hernandez as well. So feel free to wait patiently for that. But I do want to talk about tonight's game. Because I I did mention that since we're heading into the offseason, I was going to transition a little bit and, you know, move to broader MLB topics. And that, that was... That was a heck of a way for Washington to get a playoff win. I'll say that because I I was at work earlier today and was watching with uh, one of my coworkers who is a Nationals fan and who basically gave up after Max Scherzer gave up that second home run to Eric Thames. He's just like, nope, I'm done with this. I'm going home. See you later. Just basically ended the conversation right there. And honestly, I can't blame him given how Washington sports has reacted um, and, and how the Nationals have reacted to adversity in their playoff lives. I, I again, could not fault him. And, and it looks like Milwaukee's strategy was working. They had Brandon Woodruff go 
four innings. And they turned it over to that bullpen. Drew Pomeranz is a part of that. How weird is that? And it looked like Washington's strategy of going with Max Scherzer was going to backfire because Scherzer hasn't looked right since his stint on the IL. And as a Max Scherzer owner in fantasy, I know exactly what I'm talking about there. But Washington... uh, Dave Martinez was clearly going to go all out. He he knows he needs his game to, like, you know, get a lock on his job again after he was almost fired in May after after that, what, 19 and 31 start that Washington had. It was, he, he knew he needed the win. So he goes from Scherzer to Strasburg. Might as well. Strasburg might not even be a national uh, by November. So... Goes all out, brings in a guy who some people thought should have been starting. And Strasburg does exactly what he does in the playoffs and just shut Milwaukee down enough to the point where they could get to a comeback stage. And again, as uh, as someone who, when the Blue Jays aren't involved, does make some choices based on morality when it comes to baseball fandom, It brought me an inordinate amount of joy to see Juan Soto knock that ball into right field off of Josh Hader and officially tag him with the loss because, again, Josh Hader is not a good person. I I dare say he is a garbage person, much like other people we've talked about on this show. Anyway, seeing Soto do that, and I do feel for Trent Grisham. I've had enough plays in softball this year where the ball just kind of squirts under your glove like that and ends up costing runs, and that is a horrible feeling. You're just kind of angry at yourself, mostly, for for letting that happen. So I, I feel for the rookie. I... No, he'll probably get many opportunities to make plays in the future. He did an admirable job filling in for Christian Yelich. So I I think Grisham will have more chances, but that that is a brutal spot to lose that ball and and have the winning run come in. So again, uh my heart goes out to him. Shout out again Daniel Hudson, who got the save. The only thing that would have made that game perfect is if either Hudson or Doolittle, Sean Doolittle got the save and Hudson got it. So good for Daniel. Glad he has that little bit of postseason success to hang his cap on. And now they move on to play the Dodgers. And that will be interesting feels because that's, you know, Washington, the former Montreal team going against the Dodgers who employ Russell Martin, who kind of deserves a ring. So... Uh, it, it'll be tough, but the Dodgers also have Julio Urias, so that kind of makes that decision. Sorry, Russell. Anyway, I, I know I'm, I, I'm letting my feelings kind of dictate things, but I might as well at this point, right? I mean, we, we are going to be talking about the Blue Jays off season and, and again, some things from the Tampa Bay series that relate to the off season. So we will do that. But a reminder, this episode is also brought to you by Postmates. Whether you need wine at 11 p.m. 
or uh, sushi at 3 a.m., which eh, I question your life choices, but hey, you do you. Whatever you need, Postmates will help you do you. It's the number one on-demand delivery service in the United States offering from restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, traditional retailers, whatever you could want or need any time of day, any time of year. It's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service you could possibly want. So you don't have to go to the store. You don't even have to know where it is. Postmates will deliver it to you. You just got to download their app for iPhone or Android, whatever you got. Browse the local businesses and track your delivery in real time. And for limited time, Postmates is giving listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So to start that, just download the app and use the code locked on to get that hundo. So anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it, download Postmates and save $100 with that code locked on. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So, I said I wanted to touch on a couple things from the Tampa Bay series. So, we're going to do that right now. First of all, the ovation given to Justin Smoke in what could be his final game as a member of the Blue Jays, was fitting. It was very well done. Kudos to the Toronto faithful that showed up for that season finale and gave Justin Smoke the proper send-off. I, if I had my way, it would not be his last game in Toronto, but I'm not the general manager of the team, so I don't really have any say in that matter. But, If that was it for Justin Smoke, it was five seasons where he grew from, you know, this this unknown bust of a draft pick to a guy who turned out to be incredibly dependable at a time when the Blue Jays needed someone like that, especially in their clubhouse, especially when the turnover started hitting and more and more elder statesmen left. Justin Smoke was that last man standing and was able to do a lot for a lot of the younger players that came through there. And hopefully his influence in that regard will still be felt, even if he's not there next year to deliver it himself. Again, I think it's worthwhile to bring him back for one more year. I don't think he's going to get many offers on the free agent market. So I think it makes sense for both sides makes sense for Blue Jays Twitter, then Kristen Smoke gets to remain a part of that. And she's a necessary MVP of Blue Jays Twitter. So kind of selfish there. But uh, the other uh, thing I wanted to get to from that Tampa Bay series, Teoscar Hernandez homered in three straight games. He, he victimized the Rays in all three matches at the Rogers Center to end with 26 home runs. Um, he became a positive player at the plate with that binge. Uh, he had a weighted runs created of 105. So he was above average thanks to those home runs. Now, the question becomes with the Blue Jays outfield situation being somewhat in flux. Did Teoscar Hernandez do enough 
to lock down a job for next season. And I don't think you can say that he did. And that's that's not really a slight on Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, he he was streets ahead of Derek Fisher, which, I mean, if nothing else, he can take that for outplaying the guy who was previously ranked ahead of him in the Astros organization. Teoscar was streets ahead of Anthony Alford. Um, wasn't ahead of Jonathan Davis from a defensive standpoint, but definitely was from an offensive standpoint. Streets ahead of Billy McKinney. Um, you know, I, a 230 average doesn't look great for a lot of teams, but on on this team, it was almost a paragon of offensive production, which just tells you everything you need to know there. But there was tangible growth from Teoscar during the season, especially after he was sent down to Buffalo for a little bit and seemed to refine his swing. That's when the power binge started coming. Finished second on the team in home runs behind Randall Grichuk. And Randall struck out way too much to be a positive player um, in terms of that that uh, OPS plus, that weight of runs created kind of metric. And... I, I, I don't know. I think ultimately that may be what dooms both Derek Fisher and Anthony Alford is the emergence of Teoscar Hernandez. Because if you keep Teoscar, then you you have him, Guriel, and Grichuk in the outfield. You can switch uh, Teoscar and Grichuk around in right or center field if you want. Or, if you listen to the Jays from the Couch Radio podcast this week and can manage to hear me, I do apologize for sounding very quiet. I was trying to do stuff in the studio and my microphone was turned out to be way too far away. I apologize. But, I brought up Nick Markakis for a reason. I think... Having a veteran presence there in the outfield. And and that's not to slight what Randall, Randall Grichik brings as a veteran presence. But if you get a guy like Nick Markakis in who knows how to get on base, who knows how to hit for contact, I just think that's valuable. And then you have that quartet of outfielders out there. You can have Hernandez playing in center. You can have Grichik playing in right. You can shuttle them around a bit. Use that DH slot. And... Just just basically have a more complete outfield picture without tr- having to trot out your Derek Fishers or your Socrates Burritos or, or, you know, whatever else you get off the quad A scrap heap. You, you just have that set. I think Teoscar did enough and has shown enough versatility that the Blue Jays are willing to give him that shot next season. And, and I mean, the power is real. For a team that relied so much on a home run this year, the power is real enough to want to see what that can do if if Teoscar can take the lessons of this year and apply them even further. Work on getting that K-to-walk K ratio up. Um, <laughs> again, it was better than Grichik's, but still a ways away. 153 strikeouts against 45 walks at the major league level this season. But... The fact, the fact that he has that, and the fact that he has some speed as well. We've talked about speed on this podcast 
I actually would like to see Teoscar open it up a little bit. He was six of nine on stolen base attempts. I think you can start to up him a little bit, maybe 15 or 20 attempts at least. Just because Teoscar does have that bit of speed to be able to take advantage of them. So that's the sort of thing I would like to see. And, you know, again, we'll see if Teoscar can put more of a hold on an outfield slot and, and try and keep the Blue Jays from having to go out and spend the money to get that big ticket free agent to play the outfield. Because I'm pretty sure they'd like to be able to avoid that, at least until they know they're ready to compete. So that's what Teoscar did for himself during that Tampa Bay series. That's what we are going to talk about in future on this podcast. We're going to be going over, you know, the 2020 picture for batters, for the rotation, for the bullpen. That's the plan. If more things happen this week and I end up talking about, you know, Charlie Morton striking out 14 batters tomorrow or Thursday. I mean, that that is where we will go. But that is the plan for the rest of this week. So hopefully you tune in. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. However you get podcasts, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are in there because Twitter is dumb. And follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook all the socials and yeah we will be back hopefully not at quarter to 2 a.m with an episode tomorrow so until then for everyone at the lockdown podcast network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com i'm aj andrews thank you all so much for listening to today's episode and y'all take care